Welcome back to Kindly Gifted. I'm your host, Kate Tarantiba, and I can't wait to unwrap the world of creativity with you. Each week, I'm hashtag gifting you two episodes with ways you can become fluent in the business of creativity and learn the best-kept industry secrets to creating content worth remembering. Sound good? All right, let's dive into it. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. Each week, we're going to highlight some of the haps, the 411, the hot topics in the creative industry, in advertising, marketing, and influencer world alike. The purpose of this is to bring you into the conversations that go on within the culture of the creative industry, an industry that you're a part of, by the way. So I hope to inspire you, empower you, and invite you to have a seat at the table. Have you heard of paparazzi? And no, I'm not talking about the ones that harass celebrities. Paparazzi, spelled pop, P-O-P, is an app where you can't post photos of yourself, which is like, what? (laughs) Instead, you have to tag a friend, writes Josh Constein, head of content at Venture Capital Fund, Signal Fire. There's not even a front-facing camera, he says, to help drive the social norm that this one app isn't about you. Instead, you become your squad's paparazzi, snapping them in single shots or multi-photo sequence GIFs, GIFs, however you pronounce it, (laughs) like they're a celebrity you caught stepping out for coffee. Pretty cool, huh? Definitely check out Paparazzi. Um, It is an app that you can download. So check it out. See what you think. Um, An article written by Vogue Business titled Influencer Discounting Colon Needs Must is still heavily relevant one year after it was published. In the time of COVID-19, writes editor Katie Chitricorn, the rules of engagement are changing. Discount codes promoted by influencers are on the rise. I highly recommend reading this article because it delves deeply into why brands use the code approach that you so frequently see and how it's super useful for tracking sales conversion. Hot take, by the way, I do think that although an influencer's job is not to sell an X amount of product, right? You're not selling necessarily on the brand's behalf and having to report like, oh, I sold 100 units, right? You do make a very valuable collaborator for brands if you can get data for how many people are using your code or how many people are buying a product organically. Um simply because it really it, this is a quantifiable way of showing that your influence is influencing <laughs> you know what i mean um and that's ultimately what separates content creators from influencers it's in the name influencers means or influence means people are taking action from your recommendations to ultimately buy from brands that you are buying from or that you're promoting. So I seriously recommend that you read this article. Again, the Vogue business headline reads, quote, influencer discounting colon needs must. Um, It just provides 
a valuable insight as to like, okay, codes are really great, obviously, for getting a discount for your audience or even for you if you're using codes to to purchase products. But how is that valuable for you as a metric, as an influencer, that you can measure your influence in another way as opposed to just like likes and engagement um, or, you know, comments, saves, all of that? Um and again, I do agree, a lot of influencers say, and I, I agree with this approach, that it is not your job to sell X amount of product. But if you are selling product, like you see influencers selling out product, it means that your influence is influencing. So I, can, I just cannot recommend this article enough. Highly, highly recommend reading it. Um, another article that was written on Glossy.co by Liz Flora um, called The anti-influencer model was published. I actually found it circulating on LinkedIn and it greatly confused me. Basically, a beauty e-com startup called 13 Loon, I believe they're a partner of JCPenney, formed a group of, quote, celebrities, influencers, and other public figures that advocate for the e-tailer online free of charge. Um, uh, cue that TikTok sound. Wait a damn minute. <laughs> like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So a couple other beauty executives actually jumped in into this conversation, which you can see in the article on glossy.co. And one of them was works at Elf Beauty, which is actually the parent company of Keys Soul Care. Yep, Alicia Keys brand is owned by Elf, y'all. Um, to say that the reason behind these types of groups is because companies have been seeing what they call influencer fatigue, meaning that people are tired of influencers because they seem in- inauthentic or their recommendations don't seem genuine or they're just trying to make a quick buck off of people. Uh, so in my, my view, right, is like the solution is to ask them to be part of projects for free. Like, would you approach an agency and ask for that? Like, oh, you know, pro it's, it's a pro bono project. Like, mm, no no right so I don't really get it. it kind of feels like a way to avoid paying for a service and just complete and utter disregard for the fact that that is exactly what influencers are creative service providers that brands have admitted are necessary to their growth right we've seen tons of case studies where brands are admitting that they grew because of social media, because of people sharing them, because of influencers. So to create this weird cop out of like, oh, well, this is just a group of people that really believe in our innovation and they're just authentic. So we're not going to pay them for that doesn't really make any sense. So I'm curious to hear what you think. The article is on glossy.co. It's written by Liz Flora and it's called the anti-influencer model. So go check it out. That's it for this week's goods. As always, DM me at KateMob on Instagram or TikTok with any thoughts you have on the goods or submit noteworthy hot topics directly to this podcast by going to anchor.fm slash kindly gifted slash message. So every episode on Kindly Gifted, and this episode is no different, is inspired by a conversation that I have with an influencer or a creator friend of mine. (laughs) This particular one was an influencer who had expressed, like, we were talking about holiday content, and she was basically telling me that, 
you know, it's kind of difficult to come up with like different creative ideas for all the holiday partnership stuff that you have to do in the short period amount of time that you have to create all of this content. And listen, I get it. Okay. Holiday content can feel very repetitive, right? Come November, you're finding yourself once again, putting up the tree really early, you're wrapping empty shipping boxes to stuff stuff under the tree. And you take a photo of yourself sitting in front with presents under your ass. Like we've all we've all done it. (laughs) Right. And we're all going to admit that TBH is kind of boring. Right. But how do you push the boundaries? How do you come up with something different Especially if the inspiration that you're seeing on social media and Pinterest is also the same scenario. Everybody's in front of a tree with PJs and their their cute little dogs and there's presents all around them. Like, it's the same shit, right? So, I got you, okay? I got you. Coming up with ideas and then pitching them is literally my job as an art director. So, by the time we're done, you gonna have this in the bag. (laughs) So, when you partner up with a brand for the holiday season. Think about what you're promoting. And I don't just mean the product and I don't just mean the brand. I mean, when you promote a skincare product, for example, you're not actually really selling skincare. That's not really what you're advertising. You're influencing confidence. You're influencing self-love. You're influencing the feeling that your audience would want to experience from using said product. Think about what ultimately drives you to purchase something or to go on a brand's website, right? The other day, I was scrolling through Instagram and I have been looking for new jeans. There's a specific type of jean that I wanted. I'm looking for them. And I saw somebody share a very similar silhouette to the jean that I was looking for. And they shared a link on their stories. And I clicked on the link and I went and I bought them. And granted, I did end up returning them because they didn't fit me. But (laughs) I was looking for that specific thing because I was like, this is the kind of silhouette that's going to make me look good. It's going to make my ass look good. It's going to make this. Like, I didn't buy a jean. I bought feeling sexy in a pair of clothes, in a pair of jeans, in a pair of clothes, in a pair of jeans. I've bought feeling confident, right? That's what I bought into. So... That's one way that you can push the boundaries is not thinking just about the product or the brand, but thinking about how that product makes you feel. Um, What kind of problem it solved for you. And then ultimately thinking about, you know, since you are not advertising it to yourself, you're advertising it to your audience and your community who may have different needs and different wants from you. How will that product make them feel? How will it solve their problems? What problems do they have that this product then needs solving, right? So you're starting to grind your gears about that. And you're like, oh my God, oh my God, right? Like uh, so many thoughts. Okay, well, if you've been listening since episode one, or if you follow me on Instagram at Kate Mob, or if you know me personally, you know how much I advocate for writing things down, (laughs) right? That really should be my middle name is Kate, write things down, Tarantiva. So... Since you want to come up with different ideas, something creative, something that pushes the boundaries but resonates with your audience, pleases your brand partner, right? I'm going to give you a gem that was previously only in the hands of A, creative professionals, and B, very recently in the hands of the people who downloaded my free ebook, which, by the way, is still available, and it's sickening. It's living. It's, it's the influencer's Bible on creativity, okay? 
I downloaded hundreds of freebies in order to realize that this is what the people need. (laughs) So I'm not trying to push, you know, I'm just saying you should totally download it because it's going to help you. This tip is in there that I'm going to give you in this episode, but there are also other pieces of the puzzle that will help you execute the idea and push your your thoughts into a a deeper realm um, and ultimately create something that is uh, creatively strategic and not just pretty or not just first thought okay but this is a really really good jumping off point that I'm going to give you right now and it's a trick that's going to help you come up with these unboring different ideas that's not going to feel repetitive so you're going to need two things one is a line notebook. If you don't have a line notebook, but you have unlined paper, you can also take a ruler, draw lines. If you're one of those people who's like, I can see the lines mentally, uh, I'm giving you a standing ovation because that's that's talent. <laughs> I'm not one of those people. So if you do have some lined paper where you can draw lines on a piece of paper, do that. And then grab a pen. And it's very important that it is a pen and not a pencil. And I'll, I'll, I'll share why in, in just a little bit. Number the lines one through a hundred. And this can be, by the way, um, we can, this can be you coming up with general ideas for holiday content, or it can be specific to a brand par- partnership or a specific product that it is you're advertising. Um, and by the way, a little note, this can be used not just for holiday content. This can be used for any content that you create for any purpose, general content ideas, brand partnership content ideas, whatever. Jazam. <laughs> so write 25 ideas. Don't think too much about them. Just write no ideas too big, no ideas too small, no ideas too realistic or unrealistic, possible, impossible. Just write 25 ideas. And you're going to notice that writing those 20, first 25 is going to be really easy. We call them first thought ideas in the industry because they're most likely coming from memory of things that you've seen before over and over or things that you've done before or things that feel very familiar, things that you would gravitate towards really easily. So they're, they're going to be really easy to think of. Now you're going to write another 25 and these will also be pretty easy. They may be a bit more challenging than the first 25, but not by much. And the more you do this, the more the first 50 ideas that you write down are going to be a freaking breeze. But if you've never done this before, the second 25 ideas, second portion of 25 ideas is going to feel just a little bit more challenging. Um, But with practice, it's really not going to be that much harder the more you do this. So now you've written 50 ideas and you're going to write the next 25 And these are going to be significantly more difficult. You're going to notice that it's gotten harder to think of new ideas at this stage, maybe. You're going to feel yourself really pushing your mind. And remember when I said earlier to use a pen and not a pencil? So this is the point where you're going to start to write down things that you think are dumb or that you think are impossible or unreasonable or unrealistic or not logical. Um, And you're going to want to erase them. You're going to want to get rid of them. (laughs) I feel that. But with a pen, you can't, right? You dump them onto the page and now they've made a home on the page and 
the most important thing is they're not still nagging you from in the back of your head. That's the point is dumping these ideas so that they're there. They're written down. I thought of them. I wrote them down uh, more or less out of sight, out of mind, kind of, so that you can continue thinking of new things, of different things. The problem is when you write down an idea and then you erase it or you refrain from writing it down altogether, it will still nag in the back of your head and it will um, it will cramp your creative process. So that's why writing things down is really important in general and no matter how stupid you think it is. Because I can guarantee you down the line at some point, one of those ideas you thought were dumb three years ago is going to be one of the most smartest things you ever thought of in five years. Okay, I'm just... The math on that was a little off. But you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Something you wrote down a while ago may that may have seemed stupid is now something that you think is is really great. Or you know how to turn it into something great is the point. So anyways, pen, no pencils. <laughs> now write down the last 25. You've written 75 ideas. Now you're now this is the home stretch. You're going to write the last 25. And these right here are going to be the hardest to think of. I don't care if you just started doing this this is your first time. I don't care if you've done this process 300 times. The last 25 are always the hardest to think of. This is where you'll finally realize the value in writing down your ideas because you're going to feel your brain really storming and you're going to see ideas that are like truly boundary pushing. In some senses, you will be really impressed with yourself that you came up with these things. Um, so I, I want to say something that I commented earlier is that doesn't matter how much you do this. It, it, it's still this portion, this part, the last 25 are difficult to think of because at this point, your mind's a little exhausted and you're going further than what you would normally be comfortable to go okay we all have a limit we all have a a comfort zone that we tend to stick in creatively and pushing past that comfort zone is uncomfortable it's exhausting you rarely go there right maybe and it doesn't it really doesn't matter how many times you do this this is still the hardest part (laughs) so the first 50 ideas that you wrote down Try not to pull any of your content ideas from there. Why? Well, that's already things that you or other people have done. Probably repeatedly. These are most likely coming from your subconscious memory of seeing things on Pinterest or other creators' pages, right? So this is the like, I'm sitting in front of a tree with presents in, in my PJs kind of thing. Um but don't discard them. Don't be like, oh, I'm going to throw, throw them away. No, 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 no. Keep them. But you don't need to be necessarily pulling the meat of your ideas from there. The last 50, the things that you really like strained your mind to come up with are going to be where you're going to pull your ideas from because they're more out of the box. You, you really push yourself. Like we said before, you put deep thought into thinking of them. So those are the ideas that will start conversations. Those are the ideas to which your audience are going to contribute their thoughts. And I don't mean in a comment with three emojis or loves it, right? I mean, like, they will actually say something substantive in response to that idea. And those are the things that will get shared, that will get saved. And most importantly, those are also the ideas that your brand partners will actually invest in. 
Why? Because that's literally how the entire industry was taught to come up with ideas. Keep pushing, keep writing it down. Keep there's more to it. There's we got to come up with something. We got to go further. We got to go further. So those are the ones that the brand is actually going to invest in. And the reason I know this is because this is how I was taught to come up with ideas in an art director and I still do it to this day. I have notebooks filled with ideas and some of them have have come in handy years after they were written like I said before some of them it hurts to read back because they're truly so dumb and some of them I remember thinking are dumb when I wrote them and now they seem really awesome and the point is that I wrote them down they're not in the back of my head floating around I wrote them down right so you can look back at ideas that you've written before and use them when you wrote down the first 50 ideas you can also use them as supplementary points to support and build out your big idea which is located in the last 50 right in the first 50 this is where you have maybe talking points in the caption or prop ideas or uh, lighting ideas or like very you know details that maybe aren't as important but can contribute to the big picture and the last 50 is the big picture idea so I hope this really helps um I know it's a process nobody said being creative was easy (laughs) but creativity at the same time doesn't have to be complicated and so if you've ever been wondering how is it that people are come up with ideas in the industry how is it that there's always new ads and they're they're talking about something new and they're whatever this is how this is an insider secret people have been just keeping to themselves and now you have it so anyways i hope this was helpful let me know dm me if it was you can dm me your notebook pages of ideas if you'd like um (laughs) and happy happy creating happy ideating thanks for tuning in to kindly gifted to support the podcast please leave a review share with your friends and don't forget to subscribe make sure to follow me on instagram and tiktok at kate mob for more creative secrets and don't forget to say hey see you on the next episode of kindly gifted